Welcome to Admin Unboxed. We are a show that encourages you to think beyond the boundaries of traditional stereotypes surrounding the administrative profession. Did you know that there's 160 different job titles in our profession? Holy moly guacamole. That is a lot of job titles. So our show is about having guests on where we'll unpack the prickly stuff, share industry updates, we'll document, we'll review, we'll show off the admin profession's incredible diversity, talent and opportunities. It's a show full of honest, open conversations. Lots of cheerleading, lots of joy. Thanks for joining us and let's get tucked into the show. I'm EK. And I'm Mel. And welcome to Admin Unboxed. <laughs> Yay. How are you going, Mel? Week I'm two. Good. Week two. I'm very good. Yeah. Very good. Yep. Busy week? Uh, very busy week. Probably last week was busier with uh, migration from one platform at work to a different platform, but we'll talk about that a bit later when we get our guest on. How about you? It's a bit stressful at times, isn't it, when you do that? It's a big change management project, isn't it? Yep. And what's EA's good at? Change. So exactly. And leading the change within. Continuing to smile the whole way through. Exactly. And we, I mean, we had that conver conversation today in our group um, team meeting at leaders level and then our team about how culture starts with us and we're the leaders. So um, we've got a team goal we're putting together of how the EAs can make sure we help the culture within as well. So leading, leading all the time, aren't we? Yep, always. That's good. Now, what's some news around the grounds, Mel? Um, so... A couple of weeks ago, we had Administrative Professionals Day. I think a lot of bosses um, couldn't say that very well, so they struggled with saying, you know, well done. Um, but there was quite a few events happening around um, Australia, which was awesome. And I saw a lot of posts on LinkedIn and, and all the rest of it. And I know we should be thanking um, our admin staff daily, but um, it's always nice to have a day to do that. Um, Mother's Day on the weekend, so I'm sure there's plenty of mothers listening and plenty of people with mothers who spent time uh, doing what they like to do and I've just lost EK. But anyway, I'll continue on. Um, it's actually Road Safety Week this week and I just want to do a shout out to Peter Fraser who started the Sarah Group and actually started National Road Safety Day. He um, Sarah Group stands for... Um, Safer Australian Roads and Highways. Sorry, I get a bit um, emotional when this week comes around. I've got some personal stuff that um, that I'm connected with it. Um, and he named the group Sarah Group after his daughter who was um, taken on a roadside accident. And now he lobbies and um, gets governments across the line to change our some of our laws and different things uh, to do with road safety. So that's happening all this week. And you might have seen a lot on LinkedIn because a lot of um, buildings around Australia are being lit up in yellow. So if you're seeing bridges and buildings, Amazing. it's for National Road Safety Week, which is awesome. Um, we had the budget last week, which, uh, you know, sometimes it's a bit, you know, you want to yawn a little bit, but, you know. but then there's some <laughs> people who have budget breakfasts and, and dinners and get excited by it. Um, we did have some information come out about um, the profession that 83% of women uh, that, are, that are mothers um, earn less after they've become a mother than they did or half of what they earned um, before 
or after um, they've had children. Um, there's a big push for increased funding in daycare and also suggested we have access to 12 months of paid parental leave to be shared between parents at a full pay plus super. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, and we also had the World Economic Forum Future Jobs Report come out and um, EAs and I'm going to have to get this correct because they call us administrative and executive secretaries and I think the word clerk was in there somewhere as well but we're the fifth highest role um, that looks at looks like it will decline in the next five years so that's very interesting um, but yeah reading the full report there's a whole there's a um, 10 skills that are yep. the main skills for the next you know five years and EA is pretty much we pretty much tick all 10 skills and I just want to read them out because they're quite interesting yeah they're great so um, analytical thinking creative thinking every day Resilience, flexibility, agility, motivation and self-awareness, curiosity and lifelong learning, tech literacy, technical literacy, um, dependability and attention to detail, empathy and active listening, leadership and social influence and quality control. And I think we pretty much tick every one of those boxes. So the fact that we're declining in in our profession i think we're just going to be changing i don't think we'll be declining but no. i'm not an expert and i you know no do you think though then that that's a lack of understanding of our roles i think that's probably a big part of the issue and in different countries they have different ideas i know when i was studying the mini mba um it's all around the world that the um students and what an EA was in one country and what was in another was totally different, totally different. And I think that's a big misconception about what we do all day and not understanding the soft skills and the value add we do is um, part of that issue. I'm, I'm guessing that's my two cents worth. Well, I, I totally agree with that. So, and yeah. the fact that what we said two weeks ago, 140 plus different names for our role so, you know, what? where are they getting the information? I mean, they're obviously getting it, you know, it's it's out there, but yeah. you've got to read into it, I think, before you go, oh, no, all our jobs are going. So I think, yeah. That's right. So, yeah. look, I think that's something we'll keep watching, isn't it, and seeing how it develops. And I know um, the AAAs are definitely out there advocating for us and especially being at the budget meetings and um, various forums. So watch what we do next. Um some other news that's been um, popping up, especially in the Sydney papers this morning, and I'm not sure if it has everywhere else, but um, more of a push to get people back into the offices um, five days a week. Some of the bank CEOs are coming out, um, some other business leaders as well. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how that develops as well. I think um, there, you know, there's a lot of talk around that connectiveness and that, you know, leading with from in. So um, yeah, be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I think I think balance uh, because I'm just starting. I'm virtual. I mainly work from home, but I've got an office I can go into. But I'm starting to feel I would like to be in the office a bit more. So I'm actually yeah. coming in a couple more days than I was. Good. So mm. yeah, I think it's definitely that connection piece. But it's hard to just tell someone you have to come in when we've had yeah. the last few years of 
not coming in. So, yeah, That's it'll right. be interesting to see how much it goes back to how it was pre-COVID. That's all right. Well, thank you. Now, um, what I wanted to talk about as well before we get one of our, our fantastic guests on is today we are sponsored by MJD Recruitment. And MJD Recruitment is one of Australia's largest office recruitment specialists. Um, they serve clients um, and candidates all across Australia. Um, they're well known for being easy to deal with and they do have a really great understanding of our profession and they advocate to their clients for us as well um, and have some fantastic client and candidate management. So, um, you know, look them up and hit them up if you need them. And, and thank so, JJ because they're our first sponsor. Exactly. So how good's that? Got to love a sponsor. So um, now we've got a really special guest today, don't we? Yes. I'm excited. You're quite good. Now we've got Bex Rose and Bex Rose is going to join us on a regular basis. Um, so we'll get her to join and I'll tell you a little bit about her. Um, it's Bex today. Hi, Bex. Hello. How are you? Yeah, you're, you're um, based in New Zealand. And I am. today, where are you today? Yeah. Today, today in the world, I am actually in my office in my in my house in Auckland, New Zealand. I, I do tend to travel around a bit and pop over to the other side of the ditch, <laughs> ditch. Um, and just I, I have to refine some of my vowel sounds. Actually, I'm I'm starting to practice that. Um, but yeah, today, right now, I've just come off uh, a netball court for my son's netball game, his first game, and and now out of the rain and in here. So lovely to be on. Thank you. And today you're going to give us a bit of an overview of some new products, but um, you're going to be visiting us regularly to give us some um, either, you know, market update or what's happening in the market, but also to things of interest to us. So in, in the future, we're going to talk about chat GPT, Copilot and some other AI and, you know, how it will enhance our roles. I don't think it will diminish our roles. I actually think they will be better. So that's a conversation for one of our other shows. But um, tell us a little bit about your business as well and what you do. All right. So, yeah, well, Using Technology Better is a um, professional development company that spans across New Zealand, Australia, and we're actually also um, diving into Southeast Asia at the moment. They are absolutely hungry for it. Um, so we've got trainers that train in business and in education and have all been in some form of education realm uh, in their career. So they've got a really neat way of connecting with people. So our slogan is no geek speak. So we actually just speak in normal like language so we understand what's going on. So um, so we've got fantastic trainers and, um, yeah, uh, I actually met them because um, uh, just a year ago I was sitting as a deputy principal in a school and we had using technology better come over, yeah, to, to yeah. and help my school and our staff. And, and actually, it was perfect timing because it was before the lockdowns and then got all the staff completely au fait with using, we were using Google um, and using all the tools. Uh, and uh, the kids just absolutely loved them as well as the teachers. So, great bunch of people. We had the best time. It's such an incredible company to work for. Oh, amazing. So when my mum rings me and says, EK, I can't get my computer to work. She's three hours away. Can you help me? Can I get her to call you? <laughs> Absolutely. We love that. We'll also have a cup of tea with them online and have a virtual cup of tea too. That would be awesome. She might like a bit of wine, actually. But yeah, oh, it's a cup of tea. Well like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. So tell, well, there's some new um, items on the market, isn't there? What's, what's the new laptop? The new laptops that are coming out? Okay, that's where we're headed. All right, so um, we 
I, I was not aware of that's what we were talking about, but that's okay. You um, can, we can talk about anything. Okay, cool. Because we've been because I know that Mel's been going through a bit of an adoption phase across um, some platforms, mm-hmm. and so that's what I came prepared with. So you got some tools in your tool belt in New Zealand. We say your kitty. You have have some um, tools in your kitty. Um, just to start off with, in terms of getting some workflows going through, and and this is the I'm going to touch slightly on AI because it is something that's obviously at the forefront of people's conversations across business and in education and it's something that's um that is I think having the right mindset for it is the best thing that you can do is is knowing that it's not going to come and take over your your job which I've had a conversation um with Mish about but um uh, it's it's there to really support your day, making it so much easier and faster. Um, so I had a, a, a chin wag with all our trainers and said, what are the things that are coming up in business that people are really starting to go, oh my goodness, this is making my life so much better. Um, so the one that um, has come through is, is, is called Secretary Bot and it's actually in Teams. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. Mel, have you heard of it? No, okay, all right. No, I'm all struggling right. like, so the platform for everyone out there is we've gone from Google where we've uh, migrated across to Microsoft. So mm-hmm. believe me, a week and a half, we're still working out even how oh, to <laughs> Honestly, it'll go, and this is something, um, adoption is su- a, such a long, it's a process that really involves a lot of change management strategies and a lot of behind the scenes type stuff before you go right we're moving over because that's when we see the problems arise and that's across any like if you're going google to microsoft or anything that you haven't involved the key stakeholders in so for example mel i hope you were part of lots of conversation around how this was going to happen yeah so that change management piece is really really important and we and we work with um with businesses and, and schools to do that part first because enabling that adoption is getting all the key stakeholders involved. So this secretary bot is actually one of the add-ins. So if you go to the three dots at the top and go into more, um, that is where you find it. Now, if it isn't there, it means that the admin person behind the scenes hasn't turned it on. So you need to get them to turn it on first if it's not there. Um, And so this is something that's really useful because um, it can scan through everyone's calendars and look when everyone's free and then actually do the whole workflow of, sending out the email, adding it into calendars and sends sends the invites through. So apparently it's been around for a while, but it's becoming becoming more um more used and more friendly with um every time an AI product is being used more, it means it's learning more, which means it's going to be more efficient. So it's becoming way more um popular in in the EA scene especially. Um so that is a really a really cool tool. So it's called Secretary Bot. Um, so, yeah. So the other thing is is um is that obviously that we've got Bing and we've got um, ChatGPT that's all involved in Microsoft now. Um. So one of the one of the main things that we're hearing people is taking time um back. They're getting time back is getting them to help them write emails. So this might just seem something that's really basic, um, but it's it's something that can be really really handy. So. We prompt engineering is sort of this new key phrase. I'm not. Have you heard of what prompt like prompt engineering? Have you heard what that means? No. no. Okay. So when you're putting data into an AI at, at any point, it's a prompt. So you're asking them to do something, right? So you're giving them a nudge and say, "Hey, can you write me an email to, um, let's say, uh, 
John down the road and we need to make sure that he can come and have this meeting with with um, Sammy who's in our office, okay? So you say, write an email asking and you just have to write a couple of different prompts in there and then it will start formatting the email. Now, straight off the back, it's not going to come out with exactly what you want to want to do. So you have to refine your, your prompt. So you have to give them a little bit more information. So it might be, okay, I've actually got to be on Denison Street or I've got to be on bloody blah at this time. And it will format it. Then it, and then you go, actually, that's sounding a little bit too, like I actually know Sammy really well. So I actually don't need to make it sound so professional. So mm-hmm. you then put a prompt in it and it says a little bit more, less formal, less formal, you know, and so then the language will change. So refining the prompts is a really key um, point to do. So um yeah, and that's across any any way when you're using um, any of the AI. Um, so sometimes I even use the AI or the chat if I'm doing a, a social media post for our company or for um, our podcast or you could use it for your podcast. So this is one that you could do straight off the bat, right? So you go into there, you could write, um, promote my podcast starting at this time, going to have a couple of these um, key points of the content and then press enter, see what it comes out with and go, actually, chuck some emojis in it, chuck some hashtags in it, um, you know, and and add it, and it will come out with the most perfect little things that you do and just copy and paste and off you go. So rather than you having to do that thinking and the, you know, sometimes especially mm. some of those hard emails, like for example, um, we coming out of being in education, Emails to parents sometimes used to take me so long because it would. I really want to make sure I had an empathetic tone, but I really need to make sure the point came across. I wanted to be clear because clear is kind. Uh, and just in, in some of those, I'd sit there and I'd go, oh, oh, you know. But having the key points in it with saying clear is kind, saying uh, empathy, but saying, you know, that kind of thing. And it, honestly, it takes 30 seconds. So much faster. Wow. So, so and also that, with, with that, because I've been taught to be, be get to the point. Don't mm-hmm. make it fluffy. Don't just get to the point. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you could refine it right mm-hmm. down. So it's absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then that's and that's a really good point there. What? Yeah. Sorry, okay. No, I was going to say two questions. With the, um, you're talking about the secretary bot um, mm-hmm. and it looks for time in the diaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of us EAs always put block time in and so it won't, so the diary doesn't show at all free. Can it pick up, you can teach it to, to pick up block, can't you? So then it knows that that's free or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. You can yeah, basically teach it to, to whatever parameters you want it to, to want it to use and you just stipulate that in the prompts. Great. And for businesses, do they have to pay for these extra add-ins like your secretary bot and your chat BT? Um, that That's is a good question. question. I know, yeah, I think that I'll, I can come back to you 100% on that, but I think a lot of the Microsoft packages, there's different tiers of, of, of adoption of that, and it might just come under that, um, but I will get back to you on that and we can chuck it in the show notes. That'd be great, yeah, because that's a question we get asked a lot. So, um, you know, especially small businesses saying, "Will this cost me a fortune?" Or absolutely, it's a, it's a great point. Um, there is another um, Microsoft um, chat that bot. It's, it's called a business chat, and it's called Copilot. Have you heard of Copilot? Yeah, I've looked at it. Yeah, it looks so, interesting. Yeah, so Co- Copilot. Um, 
has some really cool functions. Um, it's basically, it's a, it's a business chat and it's linked to Microsoft 365 applications and the data generated by each user. So this could be chats or emails or notes and it listens to a natural language and to execute execute orders, so it listens to the language that you speak with your in your, within your company, or and and it, and it responds in that way. Um, so, for example, as Microsoft points out, an employee can command a business chat, tell my team how we've updated the product strategy, and from there it'll update the strategy based on the latest chats, the emails, the meetings, and it can also summarize conversations, emails, and other documents about a project. So it scans yes. all those things and comes up with it. It's like, holy... And heck. creates a PowerPoint, doesn't it? That's the and part it does. That I struggle with. That. And with the pictures, everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Well, for people that's not creative, that's heaven. Oh. And it's just time, it's time saving, right? So, so, and so, yeah, just go into PowerPoint so it can... Gen- so generates a draft slideshow with information from any other file or it can summarize presentations and 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 things like that so yeah it's next level um incredible but it's just about giving it a go and playing with it you know like it does sound like some of them you're like how what what but it's in it just and it comes up with the most incredible um, results it really does in anything that um i know there's lots of teachers that have been using it to even help mark big essays because those can be so subjective as well so it ta- also takes that subjective nature out of it as well because it's just literally scanning the data um so that so those are really cool things um the the co-pilot can also read emails and then summarize it for you as well so you know like i've got i sometimes if i'm if i'm on the road and i'm going to meet heaps of um leaders or, or whatever in my day um coming back to my email and then getting them just to summarize the key points what have I missed is there anything that's really important and sort of um, bump those things to the top I mean that's a that's such a game changer oh gosh that's amazing sorry something like similar to that it summarizes it's auto doing it but it's summarizing what's in the chat group Mm -hmm. so that if you come into the chat group late Mm -hmm. it's giving me an overview first yeah and takes out just been hitting the x (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that, but I think I might have to um, embrace this. And uh, yeah, and so. that takes out all the people like me who like write two sentence words and end up having like fourteen thousand messages because Bex yeah. goes da 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 because that's how I. Yeah, that's my yeah. my work colleagues love me for it. <laughs> so um, so those so, so those are some really cool things. The other thing I was going to say about that um, when you're refining it, it remembers all that. So you don't have to do that every single time, but remembers your prompts and it will go back and, and, you know, you can just reuse that kind of thing. So if you're having the same sort of conversations with another business, it's done. You don't have to do it again. Yeah. Great. And, I mean, that would be amazing for EAs where you go, hi, we're looking for time in the executive's diary. How much time Mm -hmm. will we save with that in teams? So. It yeah, just seems yeah. like, like you said, it's going to enhance. It's not actually going to hinder our roles. Mm, mm, absolutely. Um, there were some other key tips that I got from and being in Word. Um, so um, it, these are these are the top things that the trainers have come across. Is that so? They generate it generates summaries based on other text sub, um, documents. So we've touched on that before. So other you know other other documents and then summarize them suggest writing tones so whether they should be professional or informal so it kind of takes that whole thinking process out of it um 
this one provide arguments to defend a thesis like how crazy is that that's um that's that's pretty cool rewrite sections or highlight inconsistencies so you know sometimes you go through and there's like different tones or different um um nouns that kind of thing so that can do that and create text drafts based on outlines or structures so it could be hey we need to um provide an um over um overarching uh, I don't know what could. How could we do that in the EA space? EA, EA space. Um, you can think of something off the top of your head. Well, yeah, lots of things like you get board papers, and I've got ten people that have written parts to it, and it, it takes me forever then to go back and change all those kind of things. So it'd be the ability to pick that up would be mm. save me hours. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think for this week, I'll probably leave it that because there is a lot. In that I've got heaps of other ideas using spreadsheets and doing Excel stuff as well that I've got heaps of add-ons but I also I'm also very wary that this kind of stuff can can cause overwhelm because you go oh my gosh there's so much yeah. I can hear yeah, where do I start mm-hmm. so I don't want to cause overwhelm I want to be able to see how people can just give this a go and maybe we could get some feedback maybe people could some post post underneath this um <laughs> give us some feedback through whatever platform we're going to put this on um and hear what they're doing because i think that's also a really key part of it is that it's so new we're all learning that this is at the same time and when you start hearing really practical and authentic ways it's being used in business and all the ea scene um then we can share that you know so if people are finding really cool ways of using it let's share it let's show how we can work together and really utilize this tool uh to make our lives easier Exactly, and I think for um, our our um, profession, we need to, um, you know, champion this within our businesses. I know that I'll have to ask our IT team to please, you know, switch this mm. all on. Um, yeah, in yeah. a lot of businesses, they won't. Um, mm. So even that is, you know, the value added to the business. We can lead that change. Mm. So even if we start with that this week and then see how people go and if there's questions, we can fire it through. I can hit my trainers up um, in advance if they come through to you. I can always ask them and see because they love finding out new things. All all we want to do is get people using it and um, helping people use it out there and and we're jumping into business at the moment, just opening up that can and then sort of supporting them all the way through it. And then um, like some of our – one of our trainers, she is honestly – like we we do this thing called working genius and I'm always like the ideas and galvanize a person like let's get things going but I hate getting things done like I'm like oh someone else can finish it like I'm done with that and my and Nicole who's uh, one of our New Zealand lead trainers she's the doer like so she fights she goes yep cool I can run with that and fix like figures out how to use it properly so she is like the efficiency queen so she can get like an she's worked out this workflow using ai that gets her uh, emails to her tasks to to do's like gets this whole efficiency workflow going and she is like a, she's got so many balls in the air but she's she's nailing it so um oh, yeah, so I'll, I'll keep dabbing into her and finding out ways of um what she's found out next because she's all over it <laughs> Awesome. That sounds amazing. I'm just going to go away and uh, play around with the new platform. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. Slowly but surely now. (laughs) Yay. So much. Well, thank you for joining us today. I mean, amazing. And we can't wait for you to keep coming back and joining everyone. So, please um, throw in some comments for Bex Mm. and things that you want to know, and we can follow them up in other sessions. But um, I hope um, your son enjoyed netball today. Yes, no, we're off. We'll go and have some dinner and we'll um, we'll tuck in for the night. It's a bit chilly here in Auckland. So, oh, no. Yeah, so lovely to see you guys, and we'll see you next time.
Thanks, Ben. Thanks a lot, Thanks. Bye. MJD Recruitment is Australia's largest specialist offer support recruitment agency based in Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane, servicing clients and candidates across Australia. Renowned for offering invaluable insight and real market knowledge when it comes to the unique administration profession, we unearth possibilities for roles at all levels of expertise, from receptionists, admin assistants, personal assistants, legal secretaries, office managers, executive assistants, right through to chief of staff roles. Check out our reviews. We are widely regarded for providing unrivaled levels of service to our networks that have been developed over 50 years of collective experience amongst our team. Okay, well, I'm feeling a little bit better about technology Um, now that we've, you know, you've introduced me to someone that uh, might be able to hold my hand going forward. But I felt about five years ago, I think I sort of started to give up, you know, on tech in general because it was changing so quickly and so, so many new platforms and, you know, social media and all that kind of stuff. But I've got to get back on the bandwagon because if you don't, you'll we'll just get left behind and we're we're sort of almost the main users of that tech and yeah the you know the people starting to use it is probably us to begin with and then it's going to flow through to the rest of the business so yeah that's right excited for it it is i'm always excited about technology um and you know i had three of us trying to fix a document today um because you know we all just got in as a team and tried to fix it and it was just a um, syncing issue we couldn't fix it and we just had to wait till the system synced it after six of us looking at it so um you know all, lots of heads together to make it um so uh, we're going to lead into our um topic of the day and that's um disagreeing with your executive or boss and how you go about that and i think you know, in our, we're, we're very much um, sometimes people pleasers or we want to make sure that we, we're doing a really good job. Um, and, you know, to do this, it obviously takes a bit of finesse and it's really important to tread lightly, um, even when you think you're right. Do you think that, Mel? Oh, definitely. You don't want to put people offside. But also, uh, you know, especially the role that we have, sometimes we're looked upon as not having that opinion or not having that knowledge. So we have to step up and say and make people listen a lot of the time. That's right. Yeah, and it's the way you do it, isn't it? So um, some, probably some pointers for us. Um, I think it's really important to have a credible relationship and that's how you start the relationship with your executive and sometimes even the people that report into your executive. So um, it's building that really strong foundation you know your boss isn't your friend and I think you've got to remember that sometimes yes you've got this great working relationship you've been working together for five years you know what they're going to say before they say it um you know what you know how they're going to take something but um still at the end of the day they are your your boss so how do you approach it when you've got to um give some feedback to one of your managers uh well you you were just um touching on you know that relationship piece I think a big piece of that is that trust um, piece as well. Um, but I also, when I'm coming up against someone to tell them what I'm thinking and I don't think they're going to like it or um, it's they're very headstrong in what they want to get done, sometimes I just pose it as a question or pose it in a way that maybe it's their idea as well. Um, but I think that if, you, if we go back to that first, um, you know, that relationship piece and the trust piece, I think that if you 
have that adult um, really good working relationship, then there shouldn't be that issue with telling someone no or I don't think that's right or this is my opinion. And I think if you lead with this is my opinion, they can still go ahead and do what they want to do, but they, you've at least voiced it as well because um, you don't want to, you know, in two weeks' time or whatever, just realise that you didn't say anything, you should have said something. So, Yeah, that's right. Or even, yeah, it's interesting because um, one of my KPIs that I have in our, um, I'm lucky I have a seat at the table, I'm in our ELT meetings, and one of my KPIs is that I didn't speak up enough. And they could see me wanting to say things sometimes. And um, so they gave me that credible relationship yeah. that I can speak up sometimes when I feel the need to. Um, but it's also, you know, the next thing is about giving permission to give feedback. So when you start working with your executive, it's sort of um, setting that framework and boundaries about how you're going to communicate with it. So, um you know, one of mine, we always said, right, if we're in a meeting and you don't think it's going well, text me because I'm so in the conversation and what message I've got to get out. I don't always read the room because I'm so focused on that. So, you know, we had this system where I text them and say, uh, no, that's not hitting it. And I could see people's, you know, shoulders sort of come up and, you know, all this sort of thing. So we had this whole system of um, how we did things. And quite often they would say to me how did that meeting go and again going back to that credible relationship I have to think sometimes I think that was a terrible meeting but I can't say it that bluntly sometimes so I'd say perhaps next time we can look at taking this angle instead so um you know some of it was really feedback where um people would come into a meeting room or talk about sport and I say well you've ostracized half the people in the meeting room each time you start a meeting like that so ask people how their weekend is instead so you know it's again about us how we read the room quite often um that's a big part of what we do in a meeting as well so um and then how do you I go back to disagree? back to the um reading the room i think that the other thing with that is picking your battles as well so if yeah. you're yeah so the minute you're reading the room if it's if you don't think it's appropriate then don't do it and there's there's a little saying that I say, will it matter in five years? So, you know, you speaking up now, is that going to be detrimental or is it something that in time is going to, you're going to be glad that you did it? So, you know, picking your battles is definitely uh, That's right. what, what should be and, doing as well. And I think you've got to be clear with your disagreement as well. I mean, we've all seen it in the past where, you know, you've seen um, people, you know, an EA with a boss go, wah, wah, wah. And you sort of think, oh, wow, is that message actually getting through? So you need to just not say, I just don't like it. Like you really have to be formulating reasons behind it. Yeah, be, you know, why do you think the project needs more or less time um, to complete it? You know, is the procedure, you know, not working? Is, you know, highlight the steps that you also think that would work. I think you've got to be really clear. It's not, I just don't like it or it's not working. I think, you know, these are people that have got short on time. So you really need to be um, focused and sharp in, in what you're presenting. Definitely. I think, um, so I was reflecting when we were talking about this during the week, I was reflecting back on when I've had those moments of like I wanted to disagree but to be honest a lot of my um saying no to my boss is often been no it doesn't fit in your diary 
and you're yep. taking on more than you should be taking on and how do we work around getting some of your life back <laughs> for starters but yeah often it's like no I'm going to do this this and this and you've got to say no it's not it's not for your health it's not good you do not have time to do it and you need to delegate so um yeah I've often and then I, I'm happy to be the scapegoat in that situation sometimes. So, you know, well, put it back on me. I will, you know, I will tell them that you can't do it and I'll tell them in a way that, um, you know, they'll understand and and we can move on. So that's often my sort of disagreeing or going against what my my executive is saying is usually time management pieces. <laughs> <laughs> And it's that, yeah, it is, isn't it? And then you've got to sort of lead it with value, don't you? So when you actually give that feedback, I think you've got to start with a positive statement as well. So, you know, um, it was good. So we need to, you know, possibly, you know, like I said before, it's probably not starting the statement with it was terrible. We're saying, well, look, there's some really good positive um, outcomes from this meeting. Um, and then, you know, that solution, being proactive can be really effective way of them listening because you know sometimes you know their mind's drifting off to something else and it may be that you have to start that conversation you know tomorrow again as well like you were saying about picking your time and doing yeah. it um but you're also you know talking about your battles and then um how has you know i don't know I've, i mean i've had a conversation sometimes where I've, I've i've voiced my opinion or um disagreed and then i've walked away thinking did I do the right thing? Mm -hmm. um, has that worked? Um, and then, you know, the executive comes back the next day and goes, oh, I've had to think about what you've said and I think I walked away at the right time sometimes too. You you can't yeah. sort of harp on something sometimes or, you know, have, I don't know, does it all, it's not always a positive outcome, is it? No, definitely not. And I think we often walk away from conversations, hard conversations as well, and we replay everything over in our mind and then it's, seems worse than it is because you're just replaying it and you're thinking what I could have said or what I should have said. So I think you've just got to accept what you have said in the moment and, you know, it's your, it's your opinion and your point of view and you're allowed to have an opinion and a point of view. And then there's other things that come into play, you know, is it the law? Is it against policy? Is it um, detrimental to the team? You know, so... Yeah, re reasons, like you said, if you, you know, have a good reason behind whatever you're disagreeing about. Um, but then it can be just an op opinion piece as well. So you can disagree yeah. on something or push back on something because it doesn't sit well with you either. Because It might be against yeah. what you believe or just doesn't sit right. So you're allowed to push back on yeah. that. And I think biggest thing is adult as a verb we're adults and often in our profession we feel like maybe the execs the teacher and we're the right, student the you know we're in primary school and and oh I can't say that but actually we're adults and often we're the similar age uh, we've had similar like life experiences that kind of thing so I think confidence is a huge part of you know, pushing back to anybody, to your peers, to your, you know, to friends and that kind of thing. If you've got confidence in what you're saying and, and what you're pushing back on, then it shouldn't be an issue. 
That's right. And I think the better you get at it as your relationship builds, that really builds your strategic relationship and you become that real trusted partner to your executive. So, you know, in a situation, you know, the executive, you know, performs a speech, you know, delivers a speech and they come back and you know it wasn't their best performance, you can actually have that really honest conversation with them and, um, you know, it, it works because they trust your thoughts and your you know view on things and I think that's a really big part of our role that's underestimated of how much we are on by the side of our executive because mm. we really want them to do the best they can and sometimes that's protecting them from themselves like you said so um summary for it all is make sure you've got a credible relationship ask permission to give feedback be clear with your disagreement lead with value and know when to back down and that's probably one of the biggest ones isn't it yeah definitely Especially and especially that confidence piece. When you do get overconfident or you think that you have this most amazing relationship, you might step over the mark or the you know, the line. But you know, we all do we're human, so that's right. And practice makes perfect. So, you know It does. So keep building on it and um have a think about it. But um that's probably all the time we've got for today. Um, but I wanted to say big thanks to Bex for joining us and for everyone for listening and especially our first sponsor, MJD Recruitment uh, in all around Australia. So thank you for sponsoring us and we will be back in two weeks' time. Mel, what are we going to be talking about? Well, do you know what? I think it's actually three weeks because May's three weeks five in. weeks. Yeah, oh, so the 6th of June, I think, is our next one. Um, and we're going to do, we're going to talk about startups. And we've got a few EAs that have uh, been in startups. And Fantastic. Thank you. And thanks, everyone, for joining us. And we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. See you, okay. Bye. Especially, you know, as an EA through that kind of industry. So um, we'll stay tuned for that. Have a couple more guests on. And um, but yeah, if anybody's got any you know information, ideas, questions, um, send it through, and we'll try and address it in the next one. Fantastic, thank you, and thanks everyone for joining us, and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. See you, okay. Bye. Wow, what a great show today. Thank you to our guests for joining us. And to stay connected with us, please head across to Instagram, follow us at admin unboxed. And if you have any comments or questions, please DM us. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to join the show, please also let us know because we want to hear your story and your journey and also the expertise that you have in your administrative job here in Australia. Until next time, be amazing, be beautiful and see you guys soon.